0: You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Having a baby is one of the moments in life you can pretty much guarantee when things will change a lot. Your sense of self might change. How you spend your time will definitely change. Some who thought they would love staying home can't wait to get back to work. Others who believed they would be racing to get back to work suddenly can't fathom leaving their child. Shanna Kennedy is a life coach, a mom of two and author of Plan B. The book is all about how to navigate life when it suddenly changes. Hi Shanna, how are you? Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. For those career-driven women who thought they'd want to go back to work but now realise that work is not compatible with having a child, whether that's because the hours don't suit or maybe it's because they want to stay with their child, how do you suggest they handle it? Because it can be a
1: very difficult time to get your thoughts straight. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, none of us know how we're going to feel until we're actually in that position, do we? No, Um, I think it's, it's, it's about being kind to yourself. And it's also about, you know, thinking about how do I actually feel at the moment and needing to own it, because this too shall pass, you know, with my clients, I do 20 year plans, and we actually track the age of the children over 20 years. Mm-hmm. and 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 the mum's age and what we do is then say oh it's only a short period of time until they're all at school so what do we want that block to be about and then when they're in primary school what do you want to be like and then in secondary school what do you want to be like and they sort of see that it keeps changing and it's not forever and once they get that perspective going then they sort of allow themselves to well actually I'm going to take a bit of a career break and enjoy it and I do have another 20 years to go back to work. It's going to be fine. So that panic sort of allows them to, the, the chart sort of allows them to get rid of their panic and their anxiety around it and actually maybe really just be and just enjoy, which is maybe what they weren't expecting in the first place.
0: Yeah, um, and that's so interesting. You just talking about the perspective um, feels like
1: such a relief, Mm, it is a relief isn't it and and even for myself you know I look at my 20-year plan and I've got my children's ages tracked from the day they were born and there's a little box each year that says everything that they did they went to kinder gym or I work two days a week and I look back and I think I'm so glad that I recorded it and I'm so glad that I allowed myself to be a mum in those years because now with 15 and 17 year old you know I can work as hard as I like they don't care <laughs> so you know I can really go to town and there was quite a few years where I did go to town and I was travelling a lot for work and they loved it they were like oh we love it when mum goes because we can eat a bit of junk or whatever it might be <laughs> so there is a time where we can really indulge in career and work and work really hard and then there's also times where we might pull ourselves back you know my son's doing year 12 next year so I might pull back on work a little bit Um, but then I quickly see in a couple of years it's all finished and I can work again as hard as I want because they're both finished school so I think it's ages and stages and as mums we need to allow ourselves to be who we want to be in those ages and stages because it keeps changing.
0: I'm part of Gen X and I know that I have a very, I guess, a static view of employment. So even though I'm not as uh, maybe fixed as my parents' generation, I never believed I'd have a job for life. Mm -hmm. But I do see a big difference between myself and millennials that I work with, where I will think I'm going to be in this job and I often stay in a job for about seven years, whereas my millennial colleagues are off after 18 months. And there's, I feel in some ways when you speak like that, that my generation perhaps have a more static view of what our careers will be. So you're talking about a fluidity and an ability to adapt to what's needed, whereas in my mind, I was always thinking, oh, no, I need a full-time job. I need to work hard at that job before I can get anywhere. And I'm going to have to wait until I get things like maternity leave or um, yeah. long service leave,
1: that sort of thing. Is that something you notice in your work? Yeah, I think that um, you know, my sort of generation, we like certainty. You know, we 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 like to know that oh, we're going to be here for five years, and it feels good and safe. Whereas the new people, when the beautiful generations coming through, are really adaptable. They've grown up in such a different time where. You know, you've gone from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to now it's a TikTok and they just keep changing with the time. They're very, very adaptable, mm. um, whereas we didn't have anything to adapt to. It was the same the whole the whole way growing up. So I think, yeah, they are a lot more adaptable. They, they don't feel that job security means you have to stay there 10 years. Um, if anything, they think you get stale. Whereas I've been in my job for 20 years. I've been coaching for 20 years and I've loved every minute of it and I don't want to change because I love it. Mm. They, um, And maybe, you know, as they get older they will settle and want to stay in something a bit longer.
0: I mean the the kind of change um, when you mention that, you know, you step back when you need to and lean in um, when your kids may not need you so much, that kind of change can involve quite a lot of financial insecurity which is scary at any time Um, but I know for myself especially when my kids were young they're seven and nine now but when they were young I felt like because we neither my husband nor I had secure work we were in the arts the creative field so Mm -hmm. it was kind of do what you can when you can it felt like we didn't have much choice it felt like We have a baby now. We have a responsibility to make some money uh, just to keep a roof over our heads. How can we manage that kind of financial insecurity or that fear of financial insecurity um, and still be flexible, as you mentioned there, with that sort of long-term perspective?
1: Yeah, I think it needs a couple of things. Number one is planning. You know, really working our finances and planning. You know, every month I do my finances. I check in. I see what's come in, where it's gone, how I can save. What is my little saving strategy, so to speak, to allow me to back off sometimes? And the other one is mindset. It's about this having an abundant mindset that it's that it's good and that it's coming. And you know, we take action every day to generate work or whatever it might be. Is having that mindset that. You know what? In our eighty years of life, or ninety years of life that we have, there's going to be some some lean times, and there's going to be some abundant times. But it's never going to all stay the same. I wish I'd talked to you in my, yeah. <laughs> my kids' yeah.
0: small.
1: It would have alleviated a
0: lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, look, it's very normal for people to identify with their job title, particularly when it's something that you've worked for very hard and and even. When you love your job, of course, um, we can start to identify with that title. How do we get perspective on that if after we have a baby, we decide it's not the right job anymore?
1: I love that question because (laughs) that's actually why I became a coach because I was coaching elite athletes into retirement and who are they without their sport or without their job Mm. or who is Peter without Macquarie Bank? And when we, when we are asked that question, you know, who are you without your job? That's when the real work starts. And that's why I wrote The Life Plan, my bestseller. It's teaching people to build themselves as the business. And the job that you do is just the ride that you're getting on for mm-hmm. the day. And that ride will change over the course of your life. You know, each job that we do is a different ride. I sort of see it as a different ride that we get on and off. And The person walking around the playground is you and you're with yourself 24-7, seven days a week. We need to build ourself as a business. So going back to our values, working for our mental, physical and emotional health, we can be fine-tuning that for the rest of our life and that is our job. Our job is to show up being the best version of ourselves for our kids, for our partner, for our career, for our friends, for our extended family. So we've all got a job. And that is your own set of values and working for them. Your actual career is just what you do. You're good at kicking a football or you're great at swimming in the pool at the moment with the Olympics on or, you know, you're great at typing. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just what you do. It's not who you are. So there's a big distinction. And I think when people have children, that's when a lot of their great work starts because they have to go back to self. Mm. They're with themselves. And I think that's a really exciting opportunity for people to start doing that work.
0: At the moment, of course, there is that extra level of change that's totally beyond our control, that's impacting a lot of people. What advice do you have for those who may have lost their jobs
1: due to the pandemic? I always say control the controllables. Mm -hmm. So every day we can get up and say, you know, I'm coaching an enormous amount of people at the moment who have lost their jobs or are in lockdowns, is let's control the controllables and build a little plan on a sticky note of what you can control and what you want to get done today. And when we feel like we're taking some action and we're not just sitting in the stench of that stuck energy and we set ourselves some little mini challenges, we generate that movement and our energy raises again. And then when we've got high energy, great things happen, doesn't don't they? Mm. When our energy drops and bottoms out and we're in that funk, so to speak, uh, we need to put our hand up. We need to ask for help. But we can also just focus on what can I control today? What can I do for myself today, for my mental health, physical health, emotional health, move my body, make my bed, just do the basics, do some great breathing. That's all we need to be doing.
0: I've got to say, um, making your bed is extremely underrated. (laughs) Oh, it's it's, the most important thing. It Uh makes you feel like you're just on top
1: of at least one thing when you walk
0: into your bedroom and your bed's made. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's a non-negotiable for me and all, all the things I'm teaching these, you know, elite teams is there's three things to do in the morning. Make your bed, move your body and mindfully breathe. Mm -hmm. and the three Ms and if you do that every day you're a winner you've made your bed you've already you know honoured that amazing bed that you've got you've moved your body so you get up and walk you move I walk in the dark 6am just move and then do some mindful breathing in the shower where you ground yourself where you go back to yourself and say I've got this I can do this
0: What a great place to end our interview. Shanna, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure speaking. That's Shanna
0: Kennedy. She's a life coach and author of Plan B. And if you're interested in having a read of the book, we'll put links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch,